Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. I realized something this morning is uh, when I first opened my eyes. Well, when Sobel woke me up and I first opened my eyes, we've been talking about too much serious stuff the last couple of days, right? Just like yeah, death and we planes and I mean just hor- oh, the news. Yeah, yeah, Cop City, and I was like, ah. So, but the first thought I had this morning was like, we're gonna have a fun show today. Now, I, I say that, and of course, some bad news is going to happen in the middle of the show, and we're going to have to cover it, but my intention for the next two hours and 30 minutes is to have fun today. We're going to do that Millennial Match Game, Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review. We're off early today because of Bulldog basketball, so we're with you till 6.30. Um, so we're going to have some fun. And I just this is a fun realization I just had. Uh, I just did something I probably haven't done in the last 20 years. I'm not going to make you guess, Longoria. There's no show pressure. Prep? <laughs> oh no! no. Well, well done. Um, I, I use so in the in the studio here. There is a uh, mason jar. Is that what we call this thing, Deborah? Yes, it even says mason on it. Mason. No, that's a ball, but yes, it's a mason. Jar. All right, full of pens for the host to use. They're all dead. They're they're all horrible pens. Well, throw them away then. Well, it's not my duty. I don't want to, like, for some reason, those could be heirlooms from Von Hessler's dad. I don't want to throw anything away. Yeah, I doubt that. I just just know that none of them are good pens that work. But I found a pencil, and I've been writing with a pencil the last couple of days, and I just used an eraser on the back of a pencil. I Maybe since high school? When's the last time you erased something with a pencil eraser, Longoria? Saturday. Really? Yeah. What do you do in arts and crafts? No, the kids' homework and stuff. I mean, oh, I have to. You're a dad. Yeah. I mean, I have to erase stuff like, oh, that's wrong. Let's do this again. <laughs> Are you doing their math homework for them? Yeah. Oh, I'm better God. at. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm good at math. Are you? I take meter reading. Oh, yeah. you get that Aztec uh, yeah. lineage. <laughs> there you're you good go. At yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good at math. You, when's the last time you used a, a pencil so eraser? So I have a mechanical pencil and I use them in the studio every day because okay. I write notes for on air. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I was like, I as I'm erasing, I'm like, I have no muscle memory of trying to erase something with a pencil eraser. Like finding a sharpener now. Yeah, well, it was fun while it lasted. Uh, but anyway, all right, so what are we going to talk about today? We're going to have some fun stuff. But there's a serious, uh, Chris Chandler covered it in the news. Uh, I, I guess we're sending, the United States sending 31 tanks uh, to aid uh, Ukraine in the war effort. Uh, this is uh, former U.S. Army tank commander. And Rand Senior Historian, Gian Gentile, probably butchering that name, but he's talking about the tanks we're sending over to Ukraine. It gives them an offensive, uh, mechanized, armored, punching force that can uh, carry out offensive, create penetrations in the Russians' lines. So uh, apparently this is a big deal. We're sending tanks, Germany sending tanks, Poland sending tanks. I'm assuming they're all different. Right, we have different tanks than Poland, I would imagine. I would think so. That just, I mean, that just makes sense. Like in Japan, 
They had different Hondas than we have over here. Oh, really? Yeah. And Toyotas. I was like, I've never seen that car. They're like, yeah, it's, it's just for Japan. Yeah. Their Corolla is way different than our Corolla. So anyway, just based on that limited knowledge, I'm assuming our tank, I could be wrong. They could just be one big tank factory that produces everything for the West. But regardless, we're sending these tanks to the Ukrainian army that have never used American army tanks before. Right. Or Poland. Or, or Poland or Germany. Right. So, I again, I've never, I think I was in a, a decommissioned tank on a field trip once, but I've never obviously driven or ridden a tank or anything. But I would imagine there's got to be some sort of extensive training to, that goes into that. It's not like an e-scooter that you get on Peachtree. <laughs> you scan it. You you think, yeah. Do they, they have an app for it? They exactly. scan the tank app. <laughs> it's got to be more difficult than that, correct? <laughs> So there is a place, I don't know where it is, but it's in Georgia because yeah. I wanted I was gonna send my husband to it where you can actually like rent and drive a tank around an area. And I don't know how much they train you. Sure. But you can do that. And I'm like, oh, my husband would like that. So we were looking into doing that for him. The driving part, I think you could probably train someone fairly quickly. Like here's forward, here's reverse. Yeah, I think it's pretty I mean, not self explanatory, but I think it, it has There's probably stuff, some training right. toward it to right. it. Uh but the 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 machinery, the uh, artillery, there's there's probably, I'm assuming, some sort of extensive training that goes into that. You can't just take these uh, tanks to heave, throw the keys out, and be like, here you go. Off the plane, yeah, here you uh, go. Igor, Figure catch. It out. Yeah, right? There's <laughs> got... the instructions manual. So what I'm saying is, even though they're, they're getting these tanks, yeah. there's going to be a, a, a training period before they're actually used to defend themselves against the Russian army. Uh, Leo, open up them phones, man, because I know we got a lot of former uh, military folk that listen. I would like to know if if you've ever uh, trained in a tank, are familiar with tanks. What's gonna be? Excuse me. What's the ramp up? What's the speed? How long do you think it'll be before the Ukrainian army can make use of these tanks that we're sending, that Germany's sending, and that's Poland sending? And do you know if they're all three different tanks? Because if it's if it's the same tank. For all three countries, that that's, makes it easier. Yeah, yeah. But if it's three different, which I think is maybe Poland and Germany have the same guy that they get tanks <laughs> same from. Same guy? Like yeah. Like some dude in the back. Like Jim Ellis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They got a Jim Ellis dealer in, a tank in, dealer. in Munich. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, they yeah. all shop at the same. Right. But I think ours are. Anyway, I need someone with tank knowledge uh, to enlighten me and, and everyone listening right now uh, as we're sh- uh, shipping over 31 tanks to help the Ukrainian army. So if you have tank knowledge, please dial up 404-872-0751-800 WSB Talk. All right, so for the folks listening, if you have tank knowledge, please call in. But I know 99.9% of the people uh, listening right now have no knowledge of, of tanks whatsoever. I don't want you to feel excluded from the conversation. So I'm going to generalize this a little bit. So I was thinking about um, driving a tank, and, I, and I, was, I was like, well, I've never driven a tank for sure. Um, probably will never in my life. What's the funkiest, craziest, most unique thing that I've ever driven? And I think, I i mean, I spent hours thinking about this. You know, Longoria, I did do show prep. Did I get that off camera, that little <laughs> finger off camera? Yeah. yeah. Well, now it's not. But so yeah. I, spent, I, spent most, <laughs> I spent most of the morning thinking about this. Yeah. And I guess I've lived a sheltered life because I've never really driven anything unique or funky. The, the oddest thing I've ever driven was... Uh, a three-wheel off-road vehicle, which they don't make anymore because they're too dangerous. Yeah, they are. But that's it. I've never driven uh, uh, a bus. I've never driven a bus. I've never driven 
or uh, operated a forklift or a crane, nothing. So I'm. what's the craziest thing you've ever driven? Yeah, you asked me right before the show. I'm trying to think. I, I think I've lived a sheltered life just as much as you have because I can't think of anything. Tractor? You ever no. drive a tractor? No. I mean, because, you know, by the time we started going to the ranch, my grandfather's ranch, no one was living on the ranch, yeah. so there wasn't any equipment on a it. A burro? <laughs> I've, I've, I've ridden one of those You've before. ridden a burro. Yeah, All but right. that's not, you know. Right. What about Deborah? I'm assuming your farm. Um... I could only drive the basic tractors. I couldn't drive anything really, really big um, just because I was, wasn't was smart enough to handle all of those just gears. Just a straight up but, John yeah, Deere, regular run of the mill. Just your regular tractors. I never, like a payloader, I couldn't do anything like that. Okay. Or the, um, the detasseling machines were a little bit too big for me to handle. So gotcha. just your regular tractors. All right. So, uh, so we're discussing tanks, and we do have a couple of folks that have tank knowledge, but I want to include everybody in this conversation. What's the most unique? funky craziest vehicle you've ever driven 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK so deborah's more worldly than than you and i oh yeah definitely 100 percent. oh yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah i would like to drive a tractor i think it'd be fun yeah i wouldn't mind do you know who drove a tractor lady edith crawley during world war one oh, on yeah. downton See, abbey you should do it now yeah <laughs> there you go all right john's in north atlanta kicking us off on the mark Aram show what's up john Hey, guys, hey, uh, tanks are uh, very easy to drive forward. As long as they don't have to move left and right, they'll be fine to reverse it. It goes factory to reverse, and it used to go, the old ones used to go forward. So got that on their side. Um, outside of that, just. Uh, well, I would hope that, I mean, they're, if they're in a, a, a battlefield uh, scenario, they're, they're going to need to do left to right, they, reverse, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, unless they're doing a defensive. Uh, uh, I think uh, President Biden actually said earlier today it's not an offensive thing, but uh, that's another story. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. They are exactly an offensive weapon. I mean, it's shocking all, no doubt about yeah. it. Uh, 86 was the first tank to come out. Uh, there was a few uh, a few classes at Fort Knox. The second one was the first one was 105. Uh, the second was 120 smoothbore. It fires a nine pound projectile. All, that's and all going over, uh, over all going over my head, John. Real quick though, how well, long do you think it'll, it'll, it'll take? It'll go through neighborhoods when they shoot it. Uh, oh yeah, sure. I understand so, that. But how long do you yeah. think it'll be to train the Ukrainian troops to operate the tanks? Six to eight months. Easy. Oh my God, really? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Six, so what? Months. So I mean, uh, that, you take a tanker now that knows what they're doing, and you send them to uh, master school. Of, it is still it even takes longer than that for somebody that knows what they're doing. That's just to ramp them up to get them kind of kind of familiar with it. So these, so for six to eight months while we train them, these are just scarecrow tanks, right? We're just scaring the enemy. Uh, it worked in Bosnia. There so you go. Static display, static display goes a long way. True, John. Great call. Thank you, my friend. All right. Uh, looking to learn more about tanks. We sent thirty-one over to Ukraine along with the Germans and the Poles. John said six to eight months to train the Ukrainian soldiers to use them. That is wow. That was that was uh, shocking there. And uh, just to generalize the topic, what's the oddest thing you've ever driven 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram Driving home with your radio friends Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram I'd much rather be in a Leopard 2 as a tank crewman uh, or an M1A1 than in any of those Russian tanks and, and, and what the Ukrainians currently have. Former U.S. Army tank commander discussing the 31 tanks were sending over to Ukraine. The Germans and the Poles sending tanks as well. Trying to get some tank knowledge from those in the know. 
as I enjoy this bumper music from DJ Greg. No, it's Longoria. Consultant said not to call you a DJ. They just call you Longoria. Um, tank knowledge there on how this is going to help and how long it's going to take to train. And in a broader conversation, uh, what's the, the oddest thing you've ever driven? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Mark's up in Johns Creek. Mark, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. My pleasure, buddy. Uh, so I drove uh, mobile artillery, which is very similar to uh, tanks. I don't want to piss off the tank guys or anything. <laughs> like that. Yeah. But uh, so that some of the skills are, are very easy, like your driving and your loading of the uh, tank would be easy. Your, your gunner would be a more difficult position that would take a little longer to train, and then your tank commander is going to take a little bit more time to train on top of that. So I know we're not supposed to send our people there with the tanks, but right. I don't think they can wait six months. So it, do they hire, no, I, can, can they hire would, uh, like mercenaries to get in there that know how to deal with the tanks? No, my guess is you're dealing all, uh, with the Ukrainians who have already been fighting. So you've got some seasoned vets in there anyway. Uh, they, I'm sure, have a crash program seven days a week, you know, long days, all that good stuff. And so I would guess probably four to five weeks to get them ready. And, of course, they're going to get a lot of on-the-job training. Yeah, right no away. doubt. All right, so that being said, what's the oddest thing you've ever driven, Mark? Well, I would probably say the, <laughs> the, the artillery. artillery. Yeah, all right. I don't know. You could have been like, well, I used to drive a clown car for the sir. I, I mean, drove a truck, but no. <laughs> I was just checking. Thank you for the uh, knowledge and the call, my friend. That was that was really good. Uh, David is up next to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, David. Hey, how's it going? Excellent, buddy. What's cooking? You got another 13 Bravo here. I spilled artillery, drove a M12. My man. Or M110 howitzer, but uh, I think it would take a lot longer than six to eight months because you figure when these guys in our army go through school and they come out, they're one person going into a unit filling one position mm -hmm. with people that are seasoned knowing what they're doing. Some people, 15, 10 years or more. So I mean, they're coming into school. So it's going to take a while. Let me ask well you this question. David, do you know... Um, if the tanks that we're sending are different than the ones that Germany and Poland are sending, or is it all one kind of brand? Uh, they're different. The, okay. They're all different. Germany has theirs. There's the Leopards. The U.K. is a Challenger. And the U.S. is sending uh, M1 Abrams, which, you know, ironically to me, is technically a Soviet-era tank. It's about as old as the Soviet-era T-72s, the Ukrainians are using. So, like a Cold War era tank we're talking about here. Yeah, it was developed, I think, in 1977. But, but it's still it's still the baddest of the tanks, though? It's still the best one to have out there? I wouldn't want to be sitting in any one of them, Marcus. <laughs> I don't blame you, uh, David. Hey, man, appreciate your service, though. All right, so we've got some uh, negative Nelly saying it's going to be a while before these tanks are in there. And apparently there's not a Jim Ellis tank dealership in Eastern Europe. They all have different tanks. So that means different people got to train. Godspeed, our Ukrainian friends. Godspeed. All right, more of your calls on tanks and the uh, funkiest thing you've ever driven. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. News, weather, and traffic now. Come on, let's
439 on your Wednesday. No playing on the roads, but uh, we do have some bad traffic out there. We'll get back to the traffic team in just a couple of minutes. Welcome back to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. With you till just 630 today, and then we make way for Georgia Bulldog basketball. But 607 Millennial Match Game giving away Stevie Nicks tickets, is that right? Stevie Nicks tickets. Very excited to do that. Johnny Kilbasa will join us in one hour with a fast food review. We've been discussing what has pretty much been the top story today. Uh, The United States, the United Kingdom, France, Poland, Germany, the Netherlands, and Sweden will collectively be sending hundreds of tanks and heavy armored vehicles to uh, the Ukraine army as they fortify against their uh, positions against Russia. And if I was... uh... Russian tank crewmen, I'd be worried seeing those tanks on the battlefield. So we're talking about trying to get more knowledge about tanks, because aside from the James Garner movie that I referenced the other day, Tank, which is filmed here in Georgia, I don't have much knowledge on that. Uh, With all these tanks coming from different countries, all different types of tanks, uh, for those with tank knowledge, what's the the train going to be like, and how soon can these be active in the war against Russia? And and for those of us, a majority of us, who have no tank knowledge, just what is the, the funkiest thing you've ever driven? For me, uh, I've lived a sheltered life. It was just a three-wheeled all-terrain vehicle, which I think are now illegal because they're way too dangerous. Deborah drove a tractor on the farm. Uncle Leo, who's screening the calls today, what's the, the oddest thing you've ever driven, Uncle Leo? A The biggest U-Haul that you could um, get at the U-Haul shop driving from uh, Orlando to Atlanta with no rearview mirrors. So you got to use your side mirrors, and then you got to watch out for the, the smaller car that's in your zone. You know what? You just reminded me that uh, that's probably odder than the three-wheeled vehicle. When I moved to Atlanta, I uh, graduated college in New York, and I didn't need the biggest U-Haul, but that was the only one they had. They're like, well, we'll give you the same price. So the, that month, and I towed my car behind it. That was crazy. And then I pull into Atlanta, and the first thing I do, I get off the interstate, I go the wrong way down Spring Street in a U-Haul van. And <laughs> it's the wrong street. Yeah. Oh, geez. Luckily, it was like 5 in the morning, and Atlanta policeman pulls me over. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, I just got into town. I don't know. If, uh, I'm sorry. He's like, turn around, Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you for, for the reminder, uh, Leo. Yeah, my first, I get off the exit. I don't know what, what I was thinking, but I started going down the wrong way toward uh, on Spring Street. Imagine trying to parallel part that thing. Yeah, I just didn't want to die. I think it was I was the universe was trying to drive me toward Cheetah on Spring Street. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, just yeah, taking, yeah. It was taking me there, yeah. but I was going the wrong way right. down Spring Street. All right, four zero four eight seven two zero seven fifty. Rusty's up in Buford. Rusty, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Mark. Good to talk with you. Likewise, buddy. Um, hey, I wasn't in. Uh, I was in the army in the eighties. Um, so somebody just mentioned how long the, a- the M1 Abrams has been around, um, a long time. But I was in a transportation unit, and we had to tote, pull those things around. And they're like weigh 60 tons. I mean, they're extremely heavy. Wow. Take the special trailer, a, a big uh, tractor, you know, the, the truck in the front that's used for logging, you know. Um, and um, those things are I, – the tanks are big. And but they're fast. I don't know. If he was mentioned it. I mean, they go 60 miles an hour, and they've got laser guided, uh, you know, cannons on the front of them, so where they can track track a target, and it'll just move around. The the whole turret will move around and keep aiming at a target until you decide you're going to shoot at. Rusty, it. you brought up an interesting thing there. The logistics of getting 31 of these tanks to Ukraine—they're that heavy. 
you, you have, we have to fly those big transport planes then, right, over. And, and I don't even know if we can fly those into Ukraine because it's a war zone. Right. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that, and that's the way you have to move them, our, our, our planes. And uh, these trailers have, you know, on the back end of them, they've got five axles and they're just like 25 tires back there. Do you, do you uh, think, that, do you think uh, the Army would be like, you know what, let's just hand this off to UPS or somebody? DHL, will you, will you deliver these? There's just too much going on. Will you take these 31 tanks, outsource it, maybe? There's no Amazon Prime next day shipping. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Bezos, hook us up. 404-872-0751-800, WSB Talk. Our old buddy Grant's in Dacula, Georgia. Grant, what's up, man? Let's clap some hands, Longoria. Everybody clap your Grant's hands. Grant's usually there. That's scary. Call back if you're all right, Grant. If you don't call back, I'm calling 911. Frankie's in Snellville. Frank, welcome to Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Hey, Mark. How are you, my friend? Excellent. What's cooking, buddy? Oh, just another day in paradise. Uh, Listen, during my uh, 30-year career in fire service, I uh, had the opportunity to drive uh, quite a few different shapes and sizes of fire trucks. Oh, how about that big hook and ladder, the double-decker kind of thing? That's exactly what I was going to say. That was my favorite, was was driving the back end of the uh, tiller-drawn aerial. Did, have you, do you, are you a Seinfeld fan at all, Frank? Am I a what? Seinfeld, the TV show? Oh, oh yes. Oh, yes. There was that episode where Kramer had to drive the back yes. of the fire truck. How, yeah. like, what are the responsibilities of the guy that's on the back end of the fire truck? Well, your your main job is to make sure that that truck can get into places that most tractor trailer type trucks cannot get into. So you're able to swing and steer the the back end of that to accommodate those sharper turns and and that sort of thing. So do you control the back wheels? What exactly are you yes. controlling? The back wheels, okay? Yeah, you're controlling the back wheels, and then uh, you have a communication system with the driver in the front. Uh, you know, if you need to stop, if you need to back up, if you need to go forward. So you have that kind of communication with the, the driver in the front. Now, is there a hierarchy among firefighters on, all right, uh, you know, Frank's been serving for 20 years. He gets to drive the truck. Or does everyone have to know how to drive the front and back and all that stuff? No, it was it was pretty much a select few. And, and um most of your, you know, your new recruits, they wouldn't even be considered for that sure. kind of job. And and you have to be stationed at a station that has one of those yeah. kind of vehicles. Because not everyone does. See, I'm envisioning right. that the fire alarm goes off in the, in, the, in the house, the station house. And then, you know, the first one to yell shotgun gets to drive it. And they, you know, <laughs> as you're sliding out of the it's pole, all, shotgun, I got it. Yeah, it's all it's all pre-assigned at okay. the beginning of your show. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. You're, yeah, you're wasting time. Yeah, you get two guys yeah. fighting. No, I want to drive. No, you get in the back. Yeah. Oh, man. Frank, uh, thanks for your service. Great call, brother. Mike's in Alpharetta. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, appreciate it, Mark. My pleasure, uh, buddy. So I, so I was a tanker in the Marine Corps for six years. And just to give you context on training, the basic armor school for tankers in the Marine Corps is two months. Okay. And that's to teach driving, loading, and gunning. Um, the biggest problem they're going to have is finding those individuals who are proficient enough to work as a tank commander. Because as a tank commander, you've got to understand the responsibilities of all those positions, how they work, how the entire tank works, plus adding tactics, knowledge and tactics, knowledge in working the radio and communications. 
So that's going to be the toughest thing. So do you think, they, because I, that, that sounds like a lot of work, do you think, Mike, that Ukraine might come and reach out to retired folk like you that can be tank commanders and just hire them to come over and, and run things? Well, I think the, the two things that have to happen is, one, the people they select to become trained on these tanks need to be already tank crewmen from the Ukrainian military. And okay. it, they'll start ahead of the curve. The second thing they can do is find retired military people, hire them as contractors, and they can easily train these people up on uh, how to use these these uh, wonderful weapons. Gotcha. Mike, I'm sorry. Longoria is playing us off. We'll come back with more of your calls. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. News, weather, traffic, and lots of fun. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Four minutes away from the latest local news headlines here on 95.5 WSB. Talking tanks. We and a lot of our NATO allies sending tanks to Ukraine to help them defend themselves against Russia. Uh, I've never driven a tank. Most of you probably haven't either. What's the oddest vehicle you've ever driven? 404-872-0750. Greg's in Lawrenceville. Greg, welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. What's up, Greg? So... Uh, so anyway, I was in the army. I was a welder, actually. I wasn't actually a tank tanker or anything, but I've driven my share of tanks. I've driven M113s, uh, the Bradley Fighting Vehicle, uh, M88s, uh, tank care, uh, tank wrecker, uh, ABLB, bunch of different things. So do you think it'll it'll uh, take a long time for the Ukrainian army to get up to speed on these? To actually drive a tank, only a couple of days. Okay. Uh, they're actually, once you know how to drive a tank, they're actually pretty easy to, to move on to other tanks. Uh, but to actually learn the tank from the ground up, that's going to take months. Yeah, no doubt about uh, it. So is that is that the oddest thing you've ever driven then? Oh, no. The oddest one I've ever driven was a, was a tank I was never actually in the driver's seat. It was a modified ABLB uh, that was remote controlled. And it was designed as a mine-clearing uh, tank. Basically, you control, controlled it from afar, but that's still a good, you know, 40, 50-ton tank. Oof. But it's, it's all controlled remotely. Like a big toy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real big toy. Longo, you ever driven a Lego tank? No, I don't even think they have one. I've, I've driven, cool one. quote, driven a one-person kayak. Is that more unique than the big U-Haul? <laughs> I guess, yeah. I've driven a canoe. I've been on a canoe, canoe as, a, as a ute. Mm. I was a canoer. Fish off the canoe. Anyway. All right, we got news, weather, and traffic coming up. More on the tank conversation still to come. Giving away tickets to see... Stevie Nicks. During Millennial Match Game. And Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review with you till 6.30. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. to the show on a good Wednesday evening to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 5.09, nine minutes after five o'clock. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, usually Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m., but we're off at 6.30 today because of Georgia Bulldog basketball. Uh, whole family's here today. Devara Green, the executive producer of the show. Longoria, who's good at math, on the other side of the takeout window. Uncle Leo! Hello. Screens them calls. 30 minutes from now, Johnny K with the fast food review. In an hour, we're going to play Millennial Match Game, giving away tickets to 
Nikki. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Nikki Sticks. Nikki Sticks. Yeah, there you go. Uh, by the way, happy birthday to Wes Durham. I just found out on Twitter today is uh, Wes's birthday, the voice of the Atlanta Falcons. Happy birthday, buddy. Um, we are discussing, I'm going to play some audio here, Longoria, uh, the story that Chris Chandler just brought to you. Uh, a lot of tanks, over 100 tanks being sent from the United States and our allies in NATO, including Germany and Poland, to help Ukraine in their war effort against Russia. It gives them an offensive, uh, mechanized, armored punching force that can uh, carry out offensive, create penetrations in the Russians' lines. So we've been getting a lot of great knowledge, in-depth knowledge, in the last hour about how long it's going to take to train the UK, Ukrainian army and all these different tanks. But in a broader sense, I'm also asking, what's the oddest vehicle you've ever driven? Uh, for me, I, I keep coming up with new ones. So at first it was a three-wheel ATV, which are now illegal. Then it was Uncle Leo reminding me I drove one of those 40-foot U-Hauls with my car behind it. Maybe it's a bumper car. A bumper car. I, that used to be my favorite thing in amusement parks as a kid, bumper cars. Did you do it as a kid? Were you too yeah. husky? No, no. <laughs> thanks. Thanks a lot. No. I could fit in bumper cars. Because I was, I was, was husky, too. And so, no, I got it. And yeah. some of the theme parts, like, you're too big, kid. Yeah, you can't, you yeah. can't ride this. Yeah. So what's more, what's more exotic, a bumper car or a 40-foot U-Haul? Probably a bumper car. All right, so that's the most exotic vehicle I've ever driven. Asking you, what's the most exotic vehicle you've ever driven? All right, Grant and DeCue is alive and with us. Grant, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up? Hey, Mark. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened uh, last time, but I called back. But anyway, yeah. Um, first of all, I know nothing about tanks. I was in the U.S. Coast Guard, so I know nothing about tanks. Well, you know tanks. boats then. All right. So, so what's the yeah. what's the craziest thing you've ever driven then? Well, I was. I grew up on. I'm, I'm t sort of like Deborah. I grew up on a farm, and I was driving a tractor at seven years old. That's amazing. How much fun is yeah. a seven year old? Did you have driving a tractor? Uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. Well, first of all, it was work, you know, uh, but but it was fun to learn. And we also, and real quick, we also had my dad was in uh, uh, World War II, and so he had bought a. Uh, 1946 Willie's Jeep, like you see on Nash. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, and so I used to drive that. He sent me to the to country store, which was about a mile away, and when I was 11 or so. <laughs> oh my! Where did you grow up, well, Grant? In North Carolina. All it, right. was, it was it was deep country. You didn't get pulled over by the Mayberry Patrol car at 11 no, years old. Over, no, no, I actually got pulled over by a cop one time, and I don't know if you know. But, you know, like, you know, the old Jeeps, you could uh, put the windshield down and clamp it down. Oh, yeah. So you didn't have a windshield. And so I was driving that, and I didn't have it down. And then we never did because we drove it mostly on the farm. And I went to get gas for the tractor. He said, go get some gas for the tractor. And I got pulled over by a cop. He goes, well, you can't uh, drive it like this. He goes, where's your windshield? I said, it's right there. It's clamped down. And he said, well, where's your inspection sticker? I said, it's a 1946 G. So he didn't even care that you were 11. He was just like, no. why is the windshield down? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, he told me. He said, well, just just, just go on there. That's crazy. All right, I just thought of another vehicle I've driven. That's <laughs> it's, it's probably not more exotic than a bumper car. No, probably not. A golf cart. Those yeah. are really I fun to drive. I do love driving a golf yeah, cart. I've never yeah. driven one of those. Really? No. They are fun to drive around. Too husky? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen one of those like off-road golf carts? 
Oh, yeah. Go down to Peachtree City. They have some badass ones down there. I love, I drove a golf cart before a car. I remember I went golfing with my dad one day. He's like, you want to drive the cart? I was probably 14. I was like, hell yeah. How many things did you hit? Intentionally? Zero. (laughs) 404-872-075. Bob's in Brookhaven, Georgia. Bob, what's cooking, buddy? Well, back during the 70s, my uh, guard unit up in Ohio got reassigned from infantry to armor. And they took all the infantry troops and taught them how to drive, the gun, the command, and the load and all that over a two-week period. Oh, so two weeks they got it done. We went from the 145th Infantry in Akron, Cleveland, to the 107th Armored Cav. So so, it can be, so you think it can be done in Ukraine in, in that amount of time? If you're already a tanker, it shouldn't take you but a couple of weeks or so to familiarize from one system to the other. Now, there's probably, you know, there's going to be some people that have a problem. But for the most part, the systems, you should be able to go from one system to another. But there's going to be quirks in both. That's that's the question that needs to be answered then. Because I don't know, uh, you know, Ukraine's military is, is fairly new. It didn't really exist eight years ago. How many tanks do they do they have currently? And how many people that know how to operate them? That could be the big sticking point. Great call, Bob. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Gordon's down in McDonough. Gordon, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Hi, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. My pleasure. You know, you know, you and I have something in common. Just a little bit of trivia for you. Fifty years ago, I met my wife when I was stationed at uh, at Fort Benning down in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've been a Georgia resident ever since. But I'm from Shelton, Connecticut before oh, that. Oh, beautiful Shelton, Connecticut. Fantastic. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, part of part of what I want, I, I served on every one of our, uh, our tanks from the M48A5 in Vietnam to the M1 up in the first Gulf War. I served on uh, every single position, um, driver, loader, gunner, commander, company commander, and battalion commander. Wow. And I'm here to tell you right now that we'll be able to spin those Ukrainians up PDQ pretty darn quick <laughs> because those guys, are, those guys are already – we've been training them since the Crimea War. They're already up on our tactics. And, and there's, a, there's, another, there's a couple other things. You know, all of the NATO vehicles are standardized. For example, we all use the same German gun. So so the gun in the M1 is the same gun that's in the Leopard, oh. the same gun that's in the in the uh, in the Challenger. I got, but I, Gordon, I got so many questions for you. You ready? Yeah. All right, first off, with, with the the 31 tanks we're sending over 100 tanks getting to Ukraine in your 30-year experience on tanks, is this going to make a huge difference in the war, do you think? I, I think this is going to be a gigantic game changer. And if I was a Russian, I would be trembling right now, and I'm going to tell you why. We already have thousands of tanks still in Germany that are prepositioned in storage. Ooh. Oh, wow. Get, getting them their 31 tanks is merely taking off the tarps, charging the battery, and driving them across the border. That's crazy. All right, another question for you, Gordon. You ready? Yes. Totally hypothetical. I'm not saying this is going to happen. <laughs> You get you get a knock on your door down at McDonough. There's a, a sharp dressed Ukrainian man standing with a briefcase with half a million dollars. He says, "Gordon, come over to Ukraine and train our folks for six months." Do you, do you, what are you doing? <laughs> Let me tell you. You know, here's here's my problem. I would do it in a heartbeat. He, he's got to he's got to sell my wife. <laughs> half million bucks, Gordon. I mean, uh, 
does, if my wife wants to half a million bucks, yeah. then I'm going. If she says she can live without it, I'm probably staying home. <laughs> <laughs> Gordon, listen, don't be a stranger. Uh, great call, buddy. Thanks again for 30 years as a tank commander. Zelensky, I know he listens on the WSB radio app. Actually, in Ukraine, he tells his smart speaker to play 95.5 WSB. Uh, President Zelensky, Gordon's ready. I'm sure his wife will take the, the half, a, half a mil for Gordon to take a three-month vacation to Kiev. Uh, coming back with all of your calls, Johnny Kielbasa with a fast food review and Millennial Match Game, all straight ahead on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron. Traffic updates every six minutes. A smile on your face for three hours. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Calling in, uh, doing a, a traffic report on the phone with Channel 2. Get that comp day, buddy. I crawled. Work on that. I crawled so you could walk. All right. <laughs> you taught me everything. Exactly. Uh, good job, by the way, on all that stuff. Uh, and yesterday, too. Great job by the traffic team on that plane story. Uh, Wayne is in Rome, Georgia. Wayne, welcome to the show. What's up, man? Hey, how are you, Mark Aram? Excellent. What do you want to know about tanks? I've driven them. I've got them stuck in the mud. I've uh, I worked as a mechanic for four years in the army. So, so oh, uh, that's a good question. All right, so we're sending the the, the tanks over. the The mechanical a- uh, aspect of this, they're going to need mechanics, right? To to because these uh, things break down absolutely. and stuff. Yes, sir. So, what do you? How many people are they going to need? Well, uh, a to maintain fourteen tanks, it took about. Uh, six hole mechanics and two turret mechanics. So there's a mechanic for the turret part and a mechanic for the hole part. God. All right. So same hypothetical, Wayne. If you get offered a duffel bag full of money, would you go over there? And you don't have to fight. You don't have to fight. You're just a mechanic. Uh, I absolutely would go over there. My wife would be so mad. But uh, <laughs> but she loves me, and I hope she understands. But uh, I absolutely would go over there. Yeah, you're defending democracy. And your wife's going to get a ton of money either way. Thanks for the call, brother. Uh, Joe's up in Ackworth, Georgia. Joe, welcome to the show. How you doing, Mark? Excellent. What's up, buddy? Um, I don't have the flair of all these military vehicles that have been driven, but the craziest vehicle I ever drove was the uh, parking tram at Walt Disney World. What is that? So I, I uh, had an internship there at Epcot Center. And, uh, in the parking lot, they have these 170-foot-long uh, trams that uh, carry the people from the cars to the main entrance. Oh, I just I just Googled it. Yeah, I remember taking one of those. Oh, my God. You you were the – how old were you driving that thing? So I was 20 years old when I started driving – or 19 years old when I started driving. Look at, look at that, Deborah. It's, that's huge. That's awesome. That's a, that's, that's a lot of responsibility, brother. Yeah, so um, what was crazy is that <clears> – <throat> Uh, late at night when people weren't looking, you can drive those things. You can do a figure eight with them, but uh, had, had to be careful not to hit your tail. Real quick, Joe, what's the top speed you got that tram up to? <laughs> they have a governor on it, so we used to joke about uh, top speed of 14 miles an hour. There you go. That is that is a funky uh, vehicle to drive. Google that when you get home, folks. Or I'll just tweet out a picture, at Mark Aram. All right, news weather and traffic next. Then Johnny Kilbasa with a fast food review, only here on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. 4.39 on, well, it's not soggy, it's not really chilly, it's a medium. It's it's a medium Wednesday, uh, but we're off early today, 
Why is that, Deborah Green? Why are we off early today? Uh, UJ basketball. Yeah. That's right. So we're with you till 6.30, which means normally on a wedding nest day, we fill your belly at 6.37. So we got to do it an hour earlier. How are we going to fill their bellies, Longoria? And now on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from Parts Unknown, Height Unknown, Weight, oof, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilboss in the ever so popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Mark Aram. Special shout out to my dry January brothers and sisters. We will be passing 80% of the way there by the end of the day. Are you like, partaking in dry January? Yeah, this is like my fifth or sixth year. So I'm pretty much dry every month now. I wanted to have a uh, Maya will give me wine at the party, maybe that you went. To? Oh yeah, I had wine at the uh, Cox Post Holiday Friday Night Party that you guys didn't go to. Johnny we was there. Working. Johnny was hovering around the candied bacon bar the whole night. That was <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, happy dry January to those that partake for sure. Yeah. We'll see you in hammered February. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and yeah. if, for all your hammered needs, uh, might I recommend Legends Distillery here in the Metro Atlanta area. Good stuff. You know what we're not going to get a chance to discuss today, Deborah? The oh. the fake Fireball Whiskey lawsuit. Oh. <laughs> Remind me to talk about that tomorrow. All right, I'll put we're, it in tomorrow. All right, I'm eating all your time, Johnny. What's on the menu tonight, buddy? No problem, Mark. I think you agree with me. One of my favorite bits of food porn is the <laughs> butter basting when you see the chefs with the the cast iron skillet and they got the spoon and they're oh, just yeah. going psh, 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 into the butter <laughs> yeah, on the yeah. steak, into the butter, onto the steak, into the butter, on the steak. That's one of my favorite things. And whenever I cook a ribeye inside, I like to do it on a really hot cast iron skillet. Ooh. So you throw it in there mm. and the rosemary sprig never looks like it does on TV. And when I start butter basting, it never turns out the way it does on TV, but it's fun to do. And that's with the ribeye steak. Ribeye steak is my favorite cut of steak when it's done well you get that crust on the outside and some juicy on the inside well mark arby's is heading to the steakhouse they've got a steakhouse garlic ribeye sandwich for a limited time only while supplies last so they're taking actual ribeye steak mm. shaping it up like they do with the roast beef and then they're going to put some steakhouse sandwich type of stuff on it you got your crispy onion strings you got your garlic aioli spread fancy word for mayonnaise and then big eye swiss not just your regular swiss but the swiss with the big holes in it on a toasted bun i'm sold um i'm trying to think We've had we've had prime rib offered at Hardee's, um, but I don't think we've ever had a ribeye offered at a fast food establishment, to my memory. I can't remember anything particularly either. So they're getting those big hunks of ribeye, rib roast, I think they're called. Yeah, they're just making them and shaving them and piling it. All right, so you've got everyone listening salivating right now, Johnny, including <laughs> yours truly. That's what I like to am, do. Am I hitting Arby's tonight, or is this not out yet, or is it coming up? What's no? The... It is. It is out Ooh. now, and you got to get it while it's hot because they're not going to order anymore. They're going to order what they got, and they're going to sell them all out, and that's going to be the end of it. All right, bef uh, don't go anywhere. I got to check traffic in a second. Before I check traffic, give me the rundown on this new ribeye sandwich again, in case folks want to write this down. What, what's going bun on? Bun to bun analysis, Mark, <laughs> from bottom to top. You got your bun. Yeah. You've got a little aioli. Then you've got a big pile of meat. Then you've got your big eye Swiss cheese. And then you got your crispy onion strings, mm. a little more aioli than your top bun topping it off. I'm, I might go sans aioli on this. You're I know an aioli. You're not big on mayonnaise. Well, I, I, I don't mind it, but I don't want to take away from the rib. But you're right. A ribeye cut is fantastic. 
It's it's almost like a Philly cheesesteak, but with a couple. Do you dishes. know what I'm gonna do, Deborah? I'm gonna get one with aioli and one without, and I'll compare and contrast. Deborah, when when the eventual war between humans and robots come together, it's gonna happen, right? Yeah, just like the in AI. Yeah. yeah, the bots are gonna come after Turnbull first. You hear him poking the bear there? Your app is lying to you. Do that. I respect that, Doug. But just know the the robots are coming after you first. Um, all right. So Johnny, get your uh, parachute on in the chopper. <laughs> Johnny Kilvasa, uh, joining us extended early edition here. Yeah, so yeah. perhaps the biggest fast food story locally in the last uh, 24, 36 months was the opening of the first North Georgia Whataburger in Kennesaw. Longoria has been there. 42 times already. Yeah. Right. And and now I'm told um, that the second North Georgia Whataburger is opening tomorrow in Woodstock, Highway 92 at 575. Um, first off, uh, Longoria, what's this going to do as far as your Whataburger plans? This is going to make it easier for you to get yeah, Whataburger, right? it's going to be great, right? I think, because the overflow is going to go over to Woodstock now because yes. it's the brand new, you know. So the Cherokee County shiny. Yahoos aren't yeah. driving to Kennesaw anymore. Yeah. They got their own thing. Yeah. So it should help you out at the Kennesaw It location. should, yeah, yeah. It should lo- make that line a lot shorter. And and now why, why you know, Johnny's the fast food expert. Johnny, two locations opening so quickly is are these going to spread like wildfire in your professional opinion? Yes, they're going to work their way south too. Uh, oh. We're going to be talking about the new Whataburger in Decatur probably within three years, of course. You heard it here first on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram, Johnny Kilbasa, in depth coverage on the Fast Food Review. Johnny, we appreciate you as always. And if the Dr. Pepper shake at Whataburger's high, so am I. <laughs> Johnny Kilbasa on Twitter, so Johnny good. Kilbasa rocks on Instagram, and all kinds of fun on the Sausage Shot podcast on any pod app or johnnykilbasa.com. All things Kilbasa on johnnykilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Kill the robots, kill the robots, <laughs> kill the robots. We'll be right back. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB. And when it comes to big local stories, Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram gives you more coverage than kudzu. WSB's Clark Howard is here every day, helping you keep more of your money. Brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. What if you paid nothing for traditional broadcast? If you live in a mid-size or large metro area, you can pick up an amazing number of channels with a low cost to a pretty expensive antenna that you put in your attic or in the most extreme case on the roof of your home to pull in signals. Also, you can buy an adapter, a tuner that you plug into your TV because if you have an antenna already, the TV already that's pulling in lots of free content where you're getting the local affiliate of the networks. And then you also get dozens of other channels you didn't even know were out there. And you're getting them all free, and you're getting full bore high def. And there is a new available standard for what's called over-the-air broadcast. Built into so many TVs you buy now, the next generation over-the-air broadcast. And then in major markets, There are channels already broadcasting content in 4K. You buy that 4K TV, you never get to see 4K. Well, if it's got the new generation of over-the-air built into it, you're going to get your best picture, believe it or not, with an antenna and content you get for free, we have to watch ads, versus having one of the broadcast substitute streaming services like YouTube or any of their competition. 
sponsored on WSB by Mark Spain Real Estate. Get a guaranteed offer on your home today. Go to MarkSpain.com. Talking tanks and other odd vehicles on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Speaking of odd vehicles, I tweeted out a picture of that Disney tram that that one dude drove on my Twitter account, at Mark Aram, M-A-R-K-A-R-U-M. Tom's in Canton. Tom, welcome to the show, buddy. What's up? Another day in paradise to be y'all speakerphone. I'm guessing you've driven a tank before, Tom, in your uh, in your life at some point, or you've been in one at well, least. Well, quite a few times. I, <clears throat> I transferred to uh, 108 Armor one time as a tank mechanic. I served for four years, and when we trained to go to Bosnia, they'd done a security clearance. Whoa, 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 here. We got this guy. He, why is he driving tanks when he is flight certified, EMT certified, respiratory therapy, and uh, IV therapy certified? So, What'd they say? I guess um, they used to say when we <clears throat> we transferred, I worked for the TMC and a QRF team. Then came home, and I ended up going to 248th Med in, in Marietta. A year later, we got hooked up with the Air Force unit out of Warner Robins for the GEMA. Real, real quick, Tom, is the tank the, the funkiest thing you've ever driven? I'll put it this way. Uh, I would be scared if I was on the receiving end one. No doubt, and I think the Russians are scared. All the tanks were sent in there. Tom, good to hear from you, buddy. Susan's in Lawrenceville. Susan, real quick, what do you have? Okay, real quick, I'll try. Um, I was homeless 18 years ago uh, with the help of uh, stimulus money from Obama. I got my CDL. With that CDL, I got four jobs. I drove a party bus. I drove uh, Shoot the Hooch. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yeah. I, I drove a uh, school bus, and uh, I drove uh, every, every once a month in Roswell. They had this... Uh, take people to see uh, different art galleries. So I never went back. I never was homeless again. Good for you, Susan. That's fantastic. Longoria just remembered he used to drive the fur bus in Buckhead for bachelorette parties. <laughs> the fur bus? Oh, uh, you don't even know. You don't even know about the fur bus. All right, nonstop news feed is next, and we're going to come back. We've got tickets to give away during Millennial Match Game. Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks tickets. We're giving them away right here. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram on 95.5 WSV. Welcome back, friends. Mark Aram and the Bananas with you tonight till 6.30. Then Georgia Bulldog basketball here on your home of the dogs. Fear not, though, just because we're off early doesn't mean we're going to have some fun giveaway, some tickets to see the amazingly talented. Stevie Nicks. We're going to do that. How, Longoria? Let's play Millennial Match Game. I would call him the king of Millennial Match Game, but he's so young. I'll make him the prince of Millennial Match Game. He's the best at this game, no doubt. It's young Jared. Happy New Year, Jared. How are you, buddy? Happy New Year, Mark. I'm glad to be back with Mark Aram and the Bananas. Any year. any big breaking news on the home front and the uh, personal life? Uh, no, not a ton of breaking news, but I'll keep you updated. All right, please. Look out for uh, November. Oh, all right. Um, but let us be the first to know when there's big breaking news in your personal life. Uh, tonight's category, Jared. Uh, you're going to crush this one, I believe. TV catchphrases is the category. TV catchphrases. Uh, as always, as always, Millennial Match Game sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. Let's meet our contestants on the phone. Uh, Cassandra is in Winder, Georgia. Cassandra, welcome to the show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. 
I'm a administrator law firm and married with three sons and a grandson. Oh, congratulations. Good luck. You're, you. you're playing for tickets to see Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. Uh, you're taking on Mitchell in Loganville. Mitchell, welcome to the show. Tell the folks at home a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Mitchell. I'm a salesperson, and I have uh, two boys and three grandkids, including a set of eight-week-old eight, uh, twin, identical twin boys. Oh, congratulations. That's fantastic. I hope you spoil that, Mitchell. Oh, yeah. All right. This is how the game works. Um, I'm going to say a—no, I'm going to play a famous TV catchphrase. You have to guess whether young Jared the Millennial knows who said that phrase. So you don't need to know the right answer. You just have to guess whether Millennial Jared knows the right answer. When in doubt, Jared is going to know. He's really good at this game. We'll uh, give you an example— uh, this one doesn't count. Uh, Jared, who says this famous TV catchphrase? That's what she said. That's what she said. Who says that, Jared? Uh, Michael Scott. There you go. Michael Scott from The Office. I'm telling you guys, he's really good. All right, we'll start with you, Cassandra. This is, a, this is an older one, though. I think this guy actually passed away before Jared was even born, but he'll still probably know that. Will young Jared, the Prince of Millennial Match Game, Know who said this famous catchphrase. And that's the way it is. And that's the way it is. What do you think, Cassandra? I'm going to say yes. You gave me confidence in All it. All right. Let's hear it one more time, Deborah. And that's the way it is. Who said, and that's the way it is, young Jared? Oh, that sounds like a news reporter. Is that yes. Walter Concrete? <laughs> What's his last name? Concrete? Con <laughs> I'll give it to you. Concrete? It's Walter <laughs> Concrete. Con, yeah, con, Cronkite. Now you got me messed it up. Walter Cronkite. Yes, indeed. All right, good job. We'll give you the point on that one, Cassandra. All right, uh, Mitchell. This is another famous one, but again, it's an oldie. Will young Jared the millennial know who said this famous TV catchphrase? Dynamite. Dynamite. What do you think, Mitchell? Uh, yes, I believe he will. All right, you know who it is, Mitch, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, and Cassandra knows, and I know. Does young Jared know? Let's hear it one more time, Deborah. Dynamite! Dynamite. Who said that famous TV catchphrase, Jared? I'm going to go with Jimmy Walker. Wow. How do you know that? I watch a lot of old TV and movies. <laughs> That's Mark. unbelievable. <laughs> oh, good job. All right, Mitchell gets the point. Back to you, Cassandra. Same era. Not as popular as a show, though, so maybe that factors into your decision. Well, young Jared the Millennial knows who said this famous TV catchphrase. Kiss my grits. Kiss my grits. I'm going to go with yes. All right. When in doubt, Jared does know. One more time, Deborah. Kiss my grits. First time I ever heard of grits, by the way, was uh, from this lady. Who said kiss my grits? Oh, I, I, I've heard this one. Um... If you can give me the show, I don't even need to know that woman's name. If you tell me what show it was on, I'll give you credit. Uh, I feel like the show was called, like, Alice or something. Good um, job. That's it. Flo from uh, Alice. That's it? Yeah. Ah, and Mel's Diner. That's right. We also would have accepted Mel's Diner. You continue to amaze me, Jared. All right. End of round one of Millennial well, Match Game. <laughs> Walter Cronkite. Just want to make sure Marist College doesn't take away my journalism degree. Walter Cronkite, Longoria. Uh, Deborah, what's the score and who's up? Right. Cassandra on the board with two, Mitchell at one, and it is back to Mitchell. All right, Mitchell. Uh, TV catchphrase edition of Millennial Match Game sponsored by Rocco's European Garage. Will 
Jared the Millennial know who said this famous TV catchphrase? What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> yes, I do. All right. Most millennials wouldn't know this. Deborah, one more time for the cheap seats. What you talking about, Willis? What you talking about, Willis? Uh, who said what you talking about, Willis, Jared? Uh, that was on different strokes, right? God bless you're good. Yes. <laughs> I loved that show as a kid. Absolutely loved that show. All right, good job, Mitchell. Cassandra, back to you. Huh? Hmm. This is a newer show, and maybe maybe it's in that era where Jared wasn't watching a lot of TV. We'll find out. <laughs> Will young Jared know who said this famous catchphrase? Make it so. Make it so. It's a short one. Make it so. What do you think? I'm going to go with yes. All right, Jared, I'll let you hear it again. Make it so. Make it so. Kind of a weak catchphrase. Oof. Um, Think outer space. Outer space. Uh, lost in space? No. See, I knew there was a soft spot. Captain Picard in Star Trek. Make it so. Oh. Make it so. Longoria, you back me up? That's a weak catchphrase. That is. I didn't I didn't even know that. Make one. it so. All right. Uh sorry, Cassandra. Mitchell. Oh, this is a great one. Uh I think he'll know this one. Will Millennial Jared know who said this famous catchphrase? I'm dying. You're not Elizabeth. <laughs> I'm coming to join you, honey. Oh, such a good one. What do you think, Mitchell? Oh, uh, of course he will. All right. The man, the myth, the legend. Who said that catchphrase there, young Jared? <clears throat> I'm going to go with from the Honeymooners. Oh, no. Well, well, hold on. I'm going to let you hear it one more time before you guess. I'm dying. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. I'm coming to join you, honey. Elizabeth. <sighs> All right. Next guess, Sanford and Sam. Yeah, I knew you'd get it eventually. Good job. Good job. All right. Uh, oh, this is a good one, Cassandra. Uh, probably the most popular show of its time. Will young Jared, and this is the era where he watched the old shows, will young Jared know who said this famous catchphrase? Will you stifle yourself? Will you stifle yourself? Yes, he'll know. All right, Jared, who said? Will you stifle yourself? Who said that, buddy? Um... I've heard it on Family Guy. Is that Family Guy? Oh, no. <laughs> Archie Bunker, all in the family. Uh, That's all right. You're not going to be able to sleep tonight, are you? No, but yeah. I'll make a comeback. <laughs> he says no. All right, Mitchell, you're up. Uh, this one's a newer one. I think he'll know this one. Uh, <clears throat> will, will young Jared know who said this famous catchphrase? Have mercy. Have mercy. Mm. Yeah, I know. Now, I mean, Jared stumbled out of the gate. I don't know what to do. I'm going to say no. All right. I'll let you hear it one more time. Have mercy. I would not have gotten this. I never watched this show, but Jared might have. What show is that from, or who said it? Uh, Uncle Jesse on Full House. Yeah, good job on that one. Good job on it. All right. This is a layup, Cassandra. You get the 100% Mark Aram show guarantee that young Jared knows who said this catchphrase. No! Do. D O H. Yeah, definitely know that one. All right, Jared. Do. Do. Oh, that's uh, Homer Simpson. That is Homer Simpson. I'm gonna give Mitchell a 99% guarantee that young Jared will know this catchphrase. Will he know who said? Oh, good grief. Oh, good grief. Mm -hmm. 
I hope so. All right, Jared, I'll let you hear one more time. Oh, good grief. Uh, Charlie Brown. That is Charlie Brown. All right, end the Millennial Mash game. Deborah Green, what is the final score? Final score ends up being Cassandra with three and Mitchell with four. Oh, Mitchell wins, but do we have nifty gifties for both of them? We do. Nifty! They are nifty. They're nifty gifties. What do they win, Deborah Green? Both of you get a pair of tickets to see Stevie Nicks at State Farm Arena on May 22nd. Congratulations, Mitchell and Cassandra. Don't hang up. Uncle, Uncle Leo's going to get some, uh, ooh, I just blocked everybody. I don't know what I'm doing on these phones. He's going to get some info from you. Jared, you want to plug your socials before we let you out of here? Uh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Jared Rosenberg ATL. And thanks for having me on again, Mark. Great job as always, Jared. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll be right back with Longoria's Fact of the Day. Four bananas a day keeps your stress away. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Longoria's fact of the day. All right, a little tank fact. Since 1945, all British tanks have been equipped with boiling vessels, allowing them to make tea. United States and other armies worldwide now have similar devices in their tanks. What? Like a you kettle? You watch enough British shows, you know they got to have a kind no, of No, I understand, but what do what you say? What kind of device? A boiling vessel. Uh, what the hell's a boiling vessel? Something to boil water in. Like to a make tea vessel? A tea kettle? Maybe something a little more utilitarian than a regular kettle. Interesting. So the new tanks are the tanks that are going to Ukraine are going to have military grade kettle. Yeah. Now with options the, to make tea while they're the American the tanks have uh, like a soft serve machine. The soft serve <laughs> is it the McDonald's soft serve machine? It'll be broken. <laughs> yeah. That I mean, tea's good though. I like tea, hot chocolate. Deborah loves that hot chocolate on the first. I do the love the hot floor. chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Good fact of the day. Um, all right. So we're out of here early because of Georgia Bulldog basketball. But uh, full show tomorrow, Deborah. If I'm correct. Full show. Yep. All right. Uh, which includes little Sanjay. Mm-hmm. Do we have more tickets to give away? Not tomorrow. We'll right. Save them for Friday. Save them for Friday. All right. Um, all right. Let's do star of the show one, Gloria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram star of the show? Um. Uh, Oh, Scott the Engineer came in and fixed my board again. Keeps breaking. Oh. All while having a stogie in his mouth. Yeah, unlit. He had an unlit cigar in his mouth. He was like, rawr, rawr. he's so grouchy. I love that guy. Uh, who else, Deborah? Who else? Young Jared faltered. I'm not going to give him star of the show. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> no. I'll give one to Longoria. It's been, uh, it's been a minute. It has been it's a minute. It's been a minute. And you went in depth on the Whataburger. You gave, I did. Yeah, our official Whataburger correspondent. <laughs> he did give you a hard time for not knowing show prep. Yeah. Ooh, that's true. But that should give me even more. <laughs> Admit now that I do show prep. You do. All right, thank not. you. <laughs> Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Facebook, Mark Aram WSB. Full show tomorrow. Stay safe. Have a great Wednesday, Atlanta. Yeah. Said he's going back Going back to find To a simpler place and time that right. Oh, you see him Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the all-suite Omni Hotel Located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. 
Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. 